Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. And we're in the new year, 2016. And it's really important when you're starting out fresh in January to think about what you want to do for this new year. And one of the ways to do something important is to really tap into your spiritual being, which we all have, and to really allow yourself to feel truly your spiritual self. Many people think that that's a serious journey. However, my guest today is going to tell us how to do that in a very light, laughing, humorous way and still be able to get to a place of enlightenment. I'm talking about Fran Shaw, who is an award-winning author and a longtime spiritual discipline practitioner. She's a talented editor and writing coach and teaches at the University of Connecticut. Fran conducts workshops all across the United States, and her works include Writing My Yoga, 50 Ways to Help You Write. She was invited to work with Dr. Michael DeSaltzman, who was the director of the network of the Gurdjieff Institutes, and Fran recorded many of his words and two books that emerged, Notes on the Next Attention, 78 Recollected Talks of Michael D. Salzman, and this helps one awaken in the midst of everyday life and writing my yoga, a memoir from the retreats. Her latest book, Lord Have Mercy, Waking Up in the Spiritual Marketplace, is a funny and sardonic commentary of spiritual awakening, an invaluable yet humorous guide to recognize the power within you Lord Have Murphy is going to show us the ups and downs in everyday life that can become the little reminder to awaken. Hello, Fran. How are you? Hello, Joanne. Hello, everyone. I'm just fine. Glad to be speaking with you this morning. Great. So I love the title, Lord Have Murphy. Where did that come from? Did that just materialize? Was that from spirit? How did that come about? It's an interesting, sort of an interesting little story. I was on sabbatical, wanted to, uh, or needed to, of course, write a book. You do that when you're on sabbatical from the university. I had with me some drawings by Bruce M. Sherman. They're very witty drawings about spiritual seeking. I mean, there really is a humor to them, sort of like line drawings. And there was one of a kneeling man, you know, with a kind of a bird on his head, his arms outstretched uh, above. And Bruce had written along the side, Lord have Murphy. And I just sort of laughed. I just sort of thought, that's it. That's really what I would like to uh, convey. I'd like to talk about um, awakening, but do it in a way where I, you know, we're not making spinach out of it, you know, not a task, not a chore. And I want to just sort of um, have a perspective on my own work uh, that sort of lets me laugh at 
certain things that I see when I'm really constricted and really, uh, you know, gone down that rabbit hole. So Lord Have Murphy was going to help me. I didn't know it was going to be the title of the book. Just help me keep um, that sort of humorous perspective. And, of course, I wrote down the words Murphy here as the first words. And then all of a sudden the Murphy voice started coming out. I don't know where from. And this is a very... Uh, different voice than my own than any of the books I've written and Murphy started writing about the you know how dangerous it is to write about the mystery because you're putting one's hands all over it and believing in the one who thinks he knows and all the pitfalls about writing about higher consciousness you know you're as he puts it in the garden for a nanosecond and you become the Wikipedia flora you know here's all these pronouncements and I thought this is I'm very amused reading this voice that's coming out. So Murphy just sort of helped unlock uh, this lighthearted, humorous, joyous side to uh, working and also to have a perspective on our, you know, the self that gets caught all the time and contracted all the time. Uh, So that's where the title came from and that's where the voice came from. So my question is because because it's so important that we do have that voice and and oftentimes when we, especially when people are writing they don't acknowledge that voice in their everyday lives. How how firstly is moving along a spiritual path? How can that be light and not bound with seriousness and such serious Intent. How do we make it so that, like you said, it's part of everyday life, and it's it's a joyful experience. I think the key, of course, uh, well, two twofold, but I think the key is actually to uh, be able in a moment to uh, tap into this animating force that's animating this speaking and this living this this very uh, subtle and intense uh, life force that's energizing everything we do at every moment that's sort of hidden from ordinary mind of course when my you know usual self is going you know 100 miles an hour during the day going to the next thing the next thing and doing and doing and doing it's um <laughs> it's hard to, as Murphy puts it, get on the bus running. So all of these uh, many pathways today that are preparing us for a higher level, you know, all the meditation, mindfulness, and all of the uh, yoga, wonderful tools. But I think we may not yet realize that beyond these concepts and techniques, there is a finer attention, a sacred energy that's coming into us at every moment and that recognizing its touch takes us from self-awareness and from a more limited perspective across a threshold into awakening and a much, much wider, uh, highly vibrating field of energy that really um, is not ours, but what we are. You know, it doesn't belong to us, but it's what we are. So that certainly helps because... That uh, quality of energy that's animating us, the, the, when the goodness of it is pouring through me and I'm actually consciously aware of it in the moment, that uh, has a completely different dimension to it. It's really a, another way of being alive. It's really evolving the way we live, which is, I know, your phrase, evolving the way we live. If we can live in that stream at the same time as just being ourselves, I think that's what the 
uh, the work is now. And a first step toward that is just simply seeing um, myself just as I am, staying exactly as I am, no matter what the mood is, no matter what the uh, momentary wish for this or fear of that that's taken over, no matter what's going on, to try to see myself, and by that I mean even just the body, in a very neutral way. That's the that's the foot in the door uh, to this um, crossing a threshold to the wider dimension of all that we are in the moment. That's the way to tap into your, as you put it, spiritual being, higher self. At least that's been my experience over these past decades. How do we know, how do you know, Fran, when we're actually tapping into that and not tapping into, like, you you know, the everyday mind that, like you were saying, that that's mulling over what's going on in the day or whatever. How do we know that that's the voice or, or the energy of that consciousness that, that, that's so beyond us and yet is us? This is the key question for every person who wishes to be responsible for his or her state of being in the world and for what they can allow come through them and and bring into the world so this higher energy can actually come into life on earth. That is the key uh, idea that everybody has to sort of understand. How do I know if I'm awake? Is being awake different than being self-aware? When I'm self-aware... There's still thinking. There's a lot of thinking. You know, I can be aware of myself and I can be aware of what I'm thinking. But when one crosses the threshold, it's almost as if there's a another uh, sensitivity or receptivity happening at the same moment. And there's, a, of course, palpable uh, difference in one's experience. And it's, a, it's something that has to be attended to in every second, this uh, this quality of vibration that's moving through us. And the way that um, one can know that, I think, is that if I'm really having that moment, and it may come by grace on its own too, you know, walking by the ocean or coming out of yoga class, it may come by itself in certain moments if I've been doing a practice, of any kind of practice, you know, for, for days. When these moments come and I just feel like totally here in the present moment, my interest is totally in receiving the impressions of this moment. The my attention goes wide. Uh, my, my I start to, my vision is is even changed, and my listening is very very sensitive at the, at the same time. And I may notice um, a sense sort of a freedom from fear and a freedom from anxiety, even a fear from thinking. So I'm not the same as I was a few minutes ago. I'm so much more interested in also attending to this quality of energy that's flowing through me, flowing through you, flowing through all of us at this very second, always so near. We just sort of got away from it. We don't we haven't quite learned how to be in both streams at once as Murphy talks about, how to be both Ordinary, just like I am, exactly as I am, and also, what is this quality? What is this energy? So, I think that it's a, a sort of a. Uh, it helps to be around someone uh, in person uh, who is connected with that quality of energy, and that's what why we love teachers, you know, outer teachers, uh, because some of them actually 
vibrate at this other in another way <laughs> and when we're with them something in us starts vibrating along with them in this other way and we think wow i'm something has changed i'm i'm different now i'm much more uh, here much more uh, attentive to very very subtle impressions you know the sensation of my whole body and and even the atmosphere around my body and of course, energy healers uh, have access to this, and and I, I know we've all had experiences of this for for sure. We just haven't come quite to recognize this uh, finer attention. I use the word finer attention, but other people call it life force. Other people call it chi or Tao. Uh, many uh, you know many words for it, many names for it, but really it's it's still the unknown. You know. It's, it's, completely unknown. It's an unlimited dimension that we can access. So how do I know in myself whether I'm self-aware or whether I've crossed this threshold and am, you know, actually vibrating in another, in another way and feel free for a moment from, from Fran, from Joanne, from just free from the personal. It's not, I'm not vibrating with that as much. You know, I like how you use both streams, and it is possible to to be in both streams simultaneously. I was I do what I call power walks, and I was talking to my cousin, and I said I'm I, I and I was telling her about a power walk. She thought it was just walking quickly, and I was telling her when I do my power walks, I'm I'm walking in nature, and I'm open to I'm being you know I ask a question. Or there's just something that I need to know, and I'm open to all the information wherever it's coming from. And it, and every single time that happens, so that's the only way I receive guidance. But all the all the time that that happens, it's amazing how the answers are there in such a way that it's so, you know, it's so part of who we are, and it's and you can't dismiss it. It's like such such incredible truth. You do a lot, Fran, with teaching, writing, and I, I, I'm curious because you write with this this wonderful sense of consciousness, just what, like you were talking that that Murphy just appeared, and 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 many of us who do write, you know, that the characters kind of lead the way often and and take on the voice, and, and it's like, wow, who is that person? What is that being? How do you teach others? To write from that incredibly conscious state, I think that's wonderful. But how do you do it? This has been my particular um, quote thing on this planet <laughs> this time around. I uh, first started when I first started teaching was also this is decades ago. Of course, I was a writing teacher. I sort of came out of the womb writing and then realized I was very good at helping other people write and also very good at helping them edit. And when I came in contact with, uh, you know, uh, my my practice, let's put it that way, with teachers that were showing me a certain uh, way to be awake in life rather than to be, you know, caught or asleep or, you know, what was the human potential that you're always interested in? You know, what is our potential? Well, how to realize that by being awake and being a, a complete human being fully awake, more awake at least. So I was connected to that in my very first book, uh, which was for Bantam Books, a little paperback on the rack, you know, a little mass market paperback. And it connected um, sensory awareness 
exercises, guided meditation, relaxation with what I called free flow writing, which later other people called free writing, where you just write nonstop. But just not writing nonstop, but writing nonstop after you take maybe a minute or two before beginning uh, to maybe sense the whole body and relaxing the body, sensing from the top of the head to my seat on the chair to the soles of my feet, sort of inhabiting the body with attention. Maybe we'll, you know, follow a breath or two. All the things that, that you know, 30, 40 years later is like everybody, you know, interested in this area is, is doing it. So it's interesting. I still do it in my classroom. So we do a little writing experiment that begins with this um kind of um, just, you know, gathering the attention and bringing it a neutral awareness of the body, just a neutral awareness of my hands, my feet, my abdomen, where my shoulders are, the expression on my face, almost like a camera's on me, just to bring more attention in a neutral way to the body. And then when you get to the point where you have no interest at all, particularly in writing, that's when you take pick up the pen. And sometimes we put a little prompt on the page. Like you pick three or four words or a question that you just put at the top of the page. The thing you would like to write about, uh, something like that, that could be at the top of the page even before you do your little uh, mindfulness or relaxation exercise so that when you then you open your eyes or you pick up the pen, you don't have to close your eyes, but when you pick up the pen, there's a few words on the page that sort of gets the pen going. And then you write with no critic. You just let things come through you and come out from something possibly even from a a deeper place in you because you have a more collected uh, presence in that moment. So it's much more than when you sort of walked into the classroom or walked into the workshop and your mind's going really fast. You've come into your breath. You've come into your listening to the sounds around you. You've come into a sensation of the body. So that permits... Um, a connection with this energy that we spoke of earlier, which is the source of creativity, I feel, this this life force flowing through us that we can be aware of in any moment. Once you recognize it once, you can recognize it again. Once it appears once, you can recognize it again and again. That's the source of real creativity. I mean, that's creating my life every moment. That's giving me life every moment. And giving my animating my body, and that's also uh, the source I think of really wonderful creative uh, writing work. So that surprises are going to come out on the page if you have this kind of uh, vibrational practice um, to combine with your writing. And at first, I thought it was just a way around writer's block, but it seems to be a much bigger thing than that. It just is a way to free oneself to let something flow through one onto the page and into the world. That's what I teach when I'm teaching at uh, my university and in workshops. I love it. I think it's great, and I think it's it's important. You know, I have a background in dance, so often when I'm writing and and maybe waiting or looking or searching or or whatever i dance i i actually do. <laughs> i i move and i get the answers i get the information because i'm like you know i'm still doing exactly what you're doing but in a more fluid way because my body's in motion but the breath is going and the consciousness is going and so it, it's all wonderful murphy i love this murphy what are a couple of 
his poignant messages that that you can share with our listeners today, Fran? Well, one of them that I like personally for myself is this um, idea that at any moment, as he puts it, am I in the stream or up the creek? You know, (laughs) it's like... You know, he has so many things like he talks about like that way. I don't know where they've come from, but they've it, it cheers me up anyway. Uh, so th- there's a, a couple of different chapters in Lord Have Murphy where he talks about uh, things like identification. You know, what does it mean when uh, I go down the rabbit hole and I'm caught in one little thought that's obsessing me or feeling that's taken over and I want to fix it and I want to change it and all of that stuff that goes on and continues to go on. I mean, I think it's going to go on right till the right, right. till the end. Right. And he has this perspective about it that that really helps me uh because it came really through that voice, which is if I if, if this seeing is something that I try to do, which is again just just trying to observe my body now, like there's a camera on me, or just trying to have this uh, maybe sensation of my body, just seeing of of just the body in a neutral way. If that goes on often, frequently during the day, if there's a mindfulness during the day, then when something, some kind of let's call it suffering occurs, where as he puts it. Um, uh, is that the sun blazing gold across the horizon? I hadn't noticed because my world has shrunk to the size of a kumquat. <laughs> when your world just sort of shrinks to this little thing and something in you knows that's not the whole story because you've had these expansive moments, like you say, power walking in the woods and dancing, you know, when the mind and the feelings were not off on their own, but you were all united, mind, body, feelings all together so that you could, you know, really be for a moment. So he's looking at this as if these moments when you notice, wow, I'm far away. I'm 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 inadequate. I'm far away. I'm well. These things that the mind is saying. If one can take that as sort of like the the neutral bell, like the temple bell going off, that reminds you, oh, wait a minute, is it possible to wake up at this moment too? Because we certainly have lots of moments like that. You know, like if only we could connect those uh, moments that we don't like, you know, that, oh, I don't like the way this feels, and oh, I don't want this to be going on. If we could even connect that with the, well, wait a minute. It's not, is it possible just to have a neutral awareness of my body even now like this? Then everything that, you know, everything that we are and everything that we have and even all of our automatic reactive states is a help a tremendous help maybe even the necessary help that in a certain sense um, the devil is also necessary because then it reminds me wow i'm really far from something that matters to me much more and then as murphy says he has all these bumper stickers like go wide says the ocean, says the sky. You know, at that moment, how can I go wide with my attention if it's gotten contracted and caught on something? So he he has these, tells these stories of these three seekers, um, Annie, Margaret, Jenny, and James, who uh, he shows them with early stories at the beginning of the book where he gives them, he calls it head case studies, where they're like little examples of, you know, getting caught on something, getting identified with an object or a feeling or an ego thing or whatever you get identified with and get lost in that. 
And then he shows them later on in the book in having moments, little epiphanies, little moments of being awake in a, in a stream of energy that is so uh, delicious and juicy and freeing that, they're, that they're, you're vibrating in a different way at that moment. So the same seekers at different times, and of course himself at earlier in different moments too, he describes so that you can feel this love of consciousness in in this particular speaker in this book and throughout uh, Lord of Murphy. He even has a, a chapter called Wake Book in which he talks about how one can begin to vibrate higher. And he talks about it as if it's a new app, you know, that sort of <laughs> you can help you get past your own page. You know, here's how you do it, you know. Um, not that I can do it, but that I can be receptive to something and taste something again and again, and it can begin to work work me, you know, a process that's working all of us at different stages. So that's what's, um, uh, you know, sort of lovely about the way he talks about it. He says, you know, he's reading all these self-help books, and he feels that they're a little bit misguided if they only talk about manipulating behavior and thought because he feels those are kind of um, kind of clunky steps in a certain way that may or may not take you across the threshold. And he says, never mind the steps, take the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's so... Bill, the book is so full uh, of these light and and wonderful ways of getting into that very specialized state of being of consciousness. It almost seems as though, and I don't know if you're intending to, but that there needs to be more. Lord have mercy, more, <laughs> more. Oh. Is, is is that something you're thinking or he's thinking within you? <laughs> well. I I I have not quite I don't I don't know I mean I thought maybe I don't I'm not quite sure what is going to happen uh, next um, but I do know that there are a couple of key things in Lord Have Murphy that are uh, really cheer me up when I when I get lost and really help me I think there's some kind of uh, actually energy in that in that book that just helps me like sort of like as I, as the saying goes. Shake it off, you know, shake off where I've been caught again, caught in this, caught in that, because I'm like all these different seekers whose stories he tells. At one moment, I'm like this one when I'm judging others and I've lost my focus. And the fact that he he even um, diagnoses these different states of identification in sort of medical, semi-medical terms, like this one's called identificationalis, lost focusitis, judgmental, lost focusitis, things like that, or or uh, identificationalis, I'm special, you're in my way, shoveitis, you know, uh, <laughs> with incipient ownershipitis, you know, I think, wow, wait a minute, you know, he makes fun of this, the way we sort of take ownership of things, we believe we own things. It's all of these things in our culture that sort of reinforce this idea that I am <clears throat> a person, <laughs> but I'm not only a person. <laughs> you know, I'm also a, uh, I don't know what I am. I, I know that at some moments when vibrating with this other quality of energy, the uh, even the body is, is sort of barely there. And uh, so... You know, who is so unknown? It's an unlimited, unknown dimension that we're beginning to move into at different moments, and it's extremely joyous. It, there's nothing, there's nothing um, 
heavy or serious or burdensome about it. So if people are speaking to you about waking up in a language that feels burdensome and and I'm not enough and I'm inadequate, gee, I don't think those people are resonating in the right way. Uh, and, uh, And if you hear that in your own self, maybe you can remember that this finer attention that's that's animating us at this very moment, animating even that complaining, even that whining, is available to be perceived because there is a subtle energy penetrating the body, moving through it, and we can perceive that because we are human beings. You know, I I think it's so very important, this work, in a playful, even though it's light and it's humorous, Fran, it, it it's very poignant in, in the messages and, and in how it touches us. And I believe, I've always believed this, that writing does have an energy and a vibration and, and a way of healing. This book has been an Amazon number one bestseller, and I'd love for people to be able to get a hold of it and find out more about how to access the information if they're interested in writing. So how do they get a hold of you and and get this book, Lord Have Mercy, and find out more about what's going on with them? Well, I have a new website. It's called uh, com. That has the three last books that have to do with attention. One has to do with writing and attention, and one is this humor book. And there's another book there that also is tra- actually transmitting, you know, talks about this. Not for, not mine, but, you know, someone who's awake. And so on FranshawBooks.com, you can look at that. Also, of course, Amazon.com has both the hardcover and the Kindle edition. And the hardcover is really a beautifully made book. The art, we haven't spoken about the art, the drawings that are in there that are funny and amazing and, and, and fresh and new and have captions, those are all on the website. You can just go to FranchiseBooks.com and, and just you know play around and read some of the excerpts from the different chapters and look at the drawings even just there uh, if you if you want. And so thank you for asking about that. Uh, Simply, I'm just hoping with this and whatever comes through that that we can actually begin to live in a new way, as you've been speaking about. And I really feel that we're on the brink of discovering how mobilizing our attention in a certain way can open us to this whole other level of being alive. I think it's the level of being alive of normal man, (laughs) And uh, as as Murphy says, you know, about about trying to uh, lessen the suffering on the planet and on our own planet, our own body, lessening our own suffering so we can help, that he says that, um, you know, consciousness is contagious and it may not have to go viral. You know, we can have a, a, an effect in the world if, just, if we can just uh, be able to be a conduit for this higher uh, energy, this vibration to come into the world now. And I wish that for everyone, a real, real awakening. You know, I think that's so important. First, I want to make sure everybody gets it. Fran, F-R-A-N, Shaw, S-H-A-W, books.com. You can go there to check out everything about Fran and about her books and definitely about Lord Have Mercy. The other day, Fran, a friend of mine was listening to all of the horror that's going on in the in the world and the you know the planet and and terrorism and and focusing on that and allowing herself to get 
really kind of bent out of shape. And I was saying, rather, I think it's so important, and, and that's a little bit of your message and that I'm gleaning, is that really to be able to just focus on the expansiveness and and the beauty and the joy in the midst of all this other stuff, because that energy, like you said, and I believe it, and it's, it's also documented, is very contagious, and it can create major shifts. And so rather than, oh, my God, what's happening? Oh, look, rather than do that and, and get stuck in that, it's about what we've been talking, that, that awakening, that spiritual consciousness is a way to raise the vibrational level, as you put, of the planet and ourselves and to really kind of bring that, I don't know if it's heaven on earth or whatever, but to be able to to live that in a, in a very important way. That's wonderful what you say, Joanne. You know, there is an intelligence in us, and I mean that with a capital I. It's sort right. of the Lord of Lord have mercy. There's an intelligence in us, an energy in us that bypasses thought, even bypasses feeling, and we're having tastes of it. And I just hope we can recognize it more and more so we can taste it again and again and it can begin to uh, work through us and come into the world. We feel that it's happening. We have different vocabularies for it, but it really feels like it is happening. And and so may we all continue <laughs> with with our practice and, and our love of, of awakening and, and moving into that dimension while we still are just ourselves, but more right. fully ourselves. Right, and that's that's beautifully put. Well, Fran, I think Lord have mercy is a way for for people to to access that. Thanks so much for all your wisdom and for sharing your time with us today. And have a blessed day. Thank you, Joanne. Thanks, everyone. So we've been talking about Lord Have Murphy. Remember, go to Fran F R A N S H A W Books dot com. You'll see all the wondrous the the, the um, Fran was talking about the images and and you'll see that and and go there because firstly get that book really get that book but also see all of the dimensionalities of of Fran and and of. Murphy and your own growth with it. If you want to be able to get a hold of me, go to doc, docwhite.org and check out a lot of free articles and also check out some of our wonderful healers and practitioners and people on poweryourlifenetwork.com. And remember, the reason that this show is entitled Power Your Life is about accessing, Fran and I were talking all throughout, accessing that deeper aspect of you wherein you can actually be able to bring forth that wonderful, beautiful, expansive self and be able to live it. So tap into your powerful self and remember each and every day you have the ability, the power to make this day one of joy and one that actually feels very full. Thanks so much for joining us, and have a blessed day. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. 
Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.